Good evening, my dear friends and curious souls. Welcome to Mysteries After Dark, a horror podcast. My name, you may wonder. Just think of me as your old grandpa, spinning tales from a time long gone, and some from not-so-distant past. In my younger days, my grandkids would crowd around me, their eyes wide in anticipation or fear, eager for the evening's gruesome tales. Now I extend this tradition, this gift, to you. So pull up a chair, stoke that fireside, and let the shadows dance on every corner of the room. Let's journey together into the heart of darkness, where we unmask the unseen, discover forbidden secrets, and unburden the forgotten tales of the past. So dim the lights, my friends, and let's delve into the mysteries that emerge only after dark on our wonderful, unnerving journey. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I am writing to share a chilling experience that my wife and I had in our former 1940s home. It was a place full of character and charm, but little did we know that it held a secret beyond our imagination. We used to joke about a mischievous ghost we named Frank, who seemed to have a fondness for making his presence known. It all began with an eerie feeling of being watched whenever we were alone in the house. We would catch glimpses of shadows out of the corner of our eyes, and strange sounds would echo through the halls. But one particular incident still sends shivers down my spine, even several years later. It was a quiet evening, and I found myself on the second floor, carrying a load of laundry from the basement up to our bedroom closet. As I entered the closet and flicked on the overhead light, I was met with a sight that defied all logic. There, hovering in front of me, was what appeared to be a black silk handkerchief. Time seemed to stand still as I stared at this enigmatic object. It hung in the air, suspended for what felt like an eternity, though in reality, it was only a brief moment. Then, without warning, it dropped through the carpeted floor as if it were never there. To this day, I can vividly recall every detail of that haunting encounter. The object had a tangible presence that defied explanation. It possessed a shiny surface that reflected the light, making it impossible to see through. It stood at a height of approximately six to eight inches and had a width of three to four inches. The legend of Frank grew from this spine-chilling experience. We couldn't help but wonder if this mysterious apparition was connected to the ghostly presence we had always joked about. It sent chills down our spines to think that we may have encountered Frank himself. From that moment onward, our home took on an even more mysterious atmosphere. Doors would creak open and shut on their own accord, and cold drafts would sweep through the rooms, even on the warmest of days. We would often find misplaced objects as if someone had deliberately moved them. Our friends and family were skeptical of our tales, dismissing them as figments of our imagination but we knew deep down that there was something inexplicable happening within those walls. The unexplained occurrences became a part of our daily lives, and we learned to coexist with this ethereal presence. As time went on, we began to embrace the idea that our home was not just a structure made of bricks and mortar, but a portal to another realm. We delved into research and discovered the rich history of our house and its previous inhabitants. 
We uncovered stories of tragic deaths and unfulfilled dreams, which only fueled our fascination with the supernatural. One evening, as my wife and I sat in our living room, sharing stories about the peculiar happenings in our home, we heard a distinct whisper coming from the hallway. It was a soft voice, barely audible but unmistakably present. We held our breath, listening intently as the voice grew louder. Frank, it whispered, sending shivers down our spines. In that moment, we realized that our playful nickname for the mischievous spirit had taken on a life of its own. Frank had become more than just a figment of our imagination. He had become a part of our lives, leaving his mark on our experiences within those walls. Despite the fear that sometimes gripped us when faced with inexplicable phenomena, we couldn't deny the thrill of living in a house brimming with mystery and intrigue. Each day brought new surprises and unexplained occurrences, reminding us that there is much more to this world than meets the eye. As we moved out of our beloved 1940s home, we couldn't help but feel a tinge of sadness. Leaving behind the place where we had built memories and encountered the supernatural felt like bidding farewell to an old friend. Frank had become a part of our lives, leaving an indelible mark on our hearts. Now, as we settle into our new home, we can't help but wonder if Frank has followed us or if he has found new occupants to play his mischievous tricks upon. Only time will tell if we will encounter him again or if he will continue his escapades with new unsuspecting residents. In conclusion, Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, our encounter with Frank and the unexplained phenomena in our former 1940s home remains etched in our minds. It serves as a reminder that there are mysteries in this world that defy explanation, and that sometimes it is in embracing the unknown that we truly discover the magic that lies within. Sincerely, a believer in the unseen. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I hope this letter finds you intrigued and ready for a chilling tale of the unexplained. As an avid listener of your podcast, I felt compelled to share an eerie experience that unfolded in my life just yesterday morning. It was a series of events that left me questioning the boundaries of reality. Let me set the stage for you. It was an early morning, the sun had barely risen, and I found myself wide awake at the unholy hour of 5.45 a.m. The purpose of my early rise was to tackle the task of spreading mulch in our gardens, a laborious yet satisfying endeavor. Little did I know that this ordinary chore would become a gateway to the extraordinary. As I ventured into the garage to retrieve a pair of gloves, which lay atop a box perched precariously on a railing leading to the stairs, I couldn't help but notice the window on the door. This window offered a clear view into the kitchen an unexpected vantage point that would soon reveal a perplexing sight. Through the glass, I caught a glimpse of a silhouette. A figure stood motionless on the other side of the door, facing directly towards the front. At first, I dismissed it as a trick of the mind, perhaps a play of shadows cast by the early morning light. But as I continued to gaze upon this still figure, a wave of unease washed over me. Intrigued and slightly unnerved, I returned to my gardening duties outside. 
The rhythm of spreading mulch helped distract me from the peculiar sighting, but it lingered in the back of my mind like an unsolved puzzle. Hours passed, and as the day wore on, curiosity got the better of me. I decided to revisit the scene that had captivated my imagination earlier. Closing my eyes momentarily, I opened them once again, hoping to dispel any lingering illusions. To my astonishment, the figure remained in its original position, unchanged in every way. It stood there just as before, unmoving and seemingly fixated on the window. Fear began to claw at my senses as I grappled with the inexplicable nature of this phenomenon. What was happening? Who or what was this silent sentinel? These questions consumed my thoughts, leaving me apprehensive and yearning for answers. As the day progressed, I found myself oscillating between bouts of courage and trepidation. Each time I approached the window hoping for a resolution, the figure remained steadfast in its enigmatic pose. Its presence radiated an otherworldly energy that defied logical explanation. Unable to contain my curiosity any longer, I sought solace in research. Hours turned into late night as I delved into countless tales of unexplained encounters and paranormal phenomena. Desperate for even a sliver of insight, I scoured through articles and forums, hoping to find someone who had experienced something similar. To my surprise, I stumbled upon accounts that mirrored my own encounter. Stories from across time and space spoke of shadowy figures haunting unsuspecting individuals, their intentions shrouded in mystery. It seemed that what I had witnessed was not an isolated incident, but part of a larger tapestry woven with inexplicable events. The more I read, the more I realized that there are forces at play beyond our comprehension. Forces that test the boundaries of our reality and challenge our understanding of what is possible. It became clear to me that my encounter was not merely an isolated event, but part of a greater narrative that continues to unfold around us. In sharing this story with you, dear listeners, I hope to shed light on the mysteries that lie just beneath the surface of our everyday lives. The world is a tapestry woven with threads of uncertainty and wonder, and it is through sharing our experiences that we can begin to unravel these enigmas. As for me, the figure still stands there, steadfast in its silent vigil. Its purpose remains unknown, its presence hauntingly captivating. Perhaps one day, its secrets will be revealed, but until then, it serves as a reminder that life is not always as it seems. Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, I trust this letter finds you in good spirits as you embark on another thrilling episode of unraveling the enigmatic world of the paranormal. As an ardent listener and a dedicated member of HPI, Haunted and Paranormal Investigations of Northern California, I felt compelled to share a captivating personal experience that delves into the realm of ghosts, spirits, and other supernatural phenomena. Picture this. It was a Friday night in May 2007 when my fellow investigator, Cherie Vincent and I, decided to explore the eerie St. John Baptist Church Cemetery in Folsom, California. Equipped with our trusty video camera and an unwavering curiosity, we ventured into the darkness, 
ready to document any paranormal encounters that may lie in wait. As we meandered through the graveyard, Cherie's keen senses began to pick up on strange electronic voice phenomena, EVPs. These mysterious whispers from beyond captivated our attention, heightening our anticipation for what lay ahead. Our cameras captured dancing orbs hovering over the graves, a sight that sent chills down our spines. Seeking a more tangible connection with the supernatural, I mustered the courage to request a ghostly interaction. With a mix of trepidation and excitement, I asked for my ponytail to be pulled. Although my request went unanswered, I felt a gentle brush against my leg, as if an otherworldly presence acknowledged my presence. This ethereal touch repeated itself four times, leaving an indelible impression on my senses. Cherie, too, experienced her own encounter as she felt a slight tugging on her hair. The presence of these inexplicable phenomena only fueled our determination to delve deeper into the mysteries of the afterlife. But it was the EVPs we captured during our nocturnal expedition that truly left us awestruck. As Cherie inquired about the whereabouts of the spirits, a male voice responded, I'm above the trees. This cryptic response hinted at a transcendence beyond our earthly realm. Intrigued by the possibility of extraterrestrial life, I posed the question, is there life elsewhere? A male voice echoed back with a simple yet profound response, maybe. This enigmatic reply left us pondering the vastness of the universe and the potential for otherworldly beings to exist beyond our comprehension. As our time at the cemetery drew to a close, Cherie whispered, let's go. To our astonishment, a male voice interjected, I can read your mind. This spine-chilling revelation sent shivers down our spines and left us contemplating the extent of the spirit's knowledge and abilities. Reflecting on this eerie encounter, I couldn't help but delve into my own theories regarding the existence of ghosts and their purpose in the afterlife. I postulated that when a person passes away, they are confronted by a beckoning light and the familiar faces of deceased loved ones. However, some spirits may choose to remain on Earth, confined to specific locations such as homes or graveyards. In my musings, I speculated that these spirits may be governed by a spectral police force tasked with keeping them bound until they are ready to embrace the light and ascend to an energy plane where they can reunite with other spirits. This plane could be likened to heaven or even hell, depending on an individual spirit's journey and beliefs. But what about demons? I pondered their stark contrast to ghosts, noting that these fallen angels possessed greater powers and could manipulate their surroundings at will. Controlling them seemed impossible unless an exorcism took place, with angels acting as protectors against their malevolent influence. I also contemplated residual hauntings, those imprints left behind by intense events such as murders or significant speeches. The release of untapped energy during these occurrences could potentially leave a lasting impression on the fabric of space and time. As mere observers, we catch glimpses of these ghostly recordings, but remain unable to communicate with the entities trapped within them. Reincarnation also intrigued me. While doubting claims that a person with past life memories truly embodies their predecessor, I considered the possibility that they possess an extraordinary sensitivity 
to tap into the energy and memories of deceased individuals. These past memories intertwine with their own consciousness, leading them to believe they were once someone else entirely. Finally, I contemplated the phenomenon of poltergeists. Often associated with young girls going through puberty, these entities harness an intense energy capable of causing disturbances such as knocking sounds or objects moving inexplicably. The sheer power contained within each of us fascinated me, hinting at untapped potential waiting to be explored. During stakeouts for paranormal activity, moments of intense excitement are interspersed with long periods of tedium. To combat this monotony, I always bring along some captivating reading material to share with my fellow investigators. Among my favorites are horror novels like Jeannie Rector's After Dark Collection and David Allen Hulse's Encyclopedic Guide to Sacred Languages and Magical Systems. As we conclude this letter, I implore you, dear Mysteries After Dark podcast listeners, to embrace your curiosity and delve into the unknown. The world of ghosts, spirits, and the supernatural holds endless wonders waiting to be discovered. Happy ghost hunting! Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I'm writing to share a chilling series of events that have unfolded in my aunt's old house in Cheshire. The house has always had an eerie feel to it, especially when I was alone. As a child, I used to stay over and felt a constant sense of being watched, particularly around the loft stairway and in the hidden small room and sitting room. One night, while heading downstairs, I caught a glimpse of a horrifying gnarled hand in the darkness of the kitchen. It sent shivers down my spine and I rushed back to the living room in shock. My auntie's friend, who shared a belief in the supernatural, comforted me and walked me back upstairs. The unsettling occurrences seemed to stem from an incident involving a Ouija board. My cousin revealed that when my auntie used the board with her friends, the cup violently flew off the table and smashed into pieces. Following this, my auntie had the house exercised and blessed, Despite these efforts, the feeling of being watched persisted. During a recent visit, I experienced strange events, including doors opening on their own and unexplained lights appearing. The sensation of being observed grew stronger, culminating in a sighting of a mysterious white light outside and a ghostly encounter in a park. Upon returning home, my mother and I began experiencing peculiar incidents such as items mysteriously disappearing and reappearing. Even my bed covers were neatly folded back when I returned from the bathroom. I can't shake the feeling that something has followed me home, and my parents are reluctant to acknowledge the situation. I feel like I need to take action, but I'm unsure of what steps to pursue. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I wanted to share a peculiar story that happened to me a few years ago, one that still sends shivers down my spine. It was a seemingly normal Saturday, except for the fact that everyone in my house had gone out. You see, 
I come from a big family of nine people, with brothers, sisters, and our parents. So having everyone out at the same time was a rarity. I found myself in the family room, engrossed in the world of television, when out of the corner of my eye, I thought I saw a shadow pass through the door. Naturally, my curiosity got the better of me, and I turned around to investigate. To my surprise, there was no one there. It was as if the shadow had vanished into thin air. I tried to brush it off as a trick of the light or my imagination playing tricks on me. The next day, I woke up feeling unwell and decided to stay home from church. I made myself comfortable in the living room, lying on the couch with a book in hand. As I delved into the pages, I looked up and caught sight of something peculiar. It was a figure, short in stature, about two feet tall, darting across the kitchen. My initial thought was that the cold medicine I had taken was distorting my perception, making me see things that weren't there. Perhaps it was just my white shepherd dog moving quickly out of the corner of my eye. Without wasting another moment, I got up from the couch and began searching the house, calling out my dog's name. However, much to my surprise, I heard her bark back from the backyard. Confusion washed over me as I realized that my dog couldn't have been the cause of the mysterious figure I had witnessed. Furthermore, we didn't have a doggy door that could explain another animal's presence. Since that incident, I couldn't shake off the feeling that something unusual was happening around us. It wasn't just a one-time occurrence. It seemed to have followed us even after we moved to a new house. And what made it even more unsettling was that each member of my family had their own encounter with either the strange shadow or the mysterious short figure. My older brother was the first to share his eerie experience. He claimed to have seen a dark figure lurking in the hallway late at night. When he turned on the lights, there was nothing but an empty corridor. My sister, on the other hand, woke up one night to find her bedroom window wide open, even though she distinctly remembered closing it before going to bed. My parents were not spared from these unsettling encounters either. My father once heard whispers coming from an empty room when he was home alone. It was as if someone was trying to communicate with him, but in hushed tones that sent chills down his spine. My mother, too, had her fair share of inexplicable incidents. She would often find objects mysteriously moved or misplaced, as if someone or something was playing tricks on her. As for me, I couldn't escape the feeling of being watched. There were moments when I would turn around suddenly, convinced that someone was standing just out of sight. But every time I looked, there was no one there, just an empty room engulfed in silence. These incidents gradually became a topic of discussion within our family. We would sit together during dinner and exchange our experiences, trying to make sense of the unexplainable events unfolding around us. The more we shared, the more it became evident that something supernatural was at play. We decided to seek help and reached out to paranormal experts and investigators in the hope of finding answers. They conducted extensive investigations in our house, using various tools and techniques to detect any paranormal presence. However, their findings only deepened the mystery. According to their analysis, our house did indeed exhibit signs of paranormal activity. They captured unexplained voices on their audio recorders and detected abnormal energy fluctuations in certain areas of the house. Yet they couldn't pinpoint the exact source or nature of these phenomena.
Over time, we learned to coexist with these strange occurrences. They became a part of our lives, a constant reminder that there are forces beyond our understanding. We developed our own theories and explanations for what we were experiencing, but deep down, we knew that some mysteries are simply meant to remain unsolved. To this day, we continue to have occasional encounters with the shadow and the small figure. It has become a part of our family's narrative, a shared bond that reminds us of our extraordinary experiences. We have grown accustomed to their presence and learned to live alongside them without fear. In sharing our story with you, Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, we hope to shed light on the mysterious world beyond our comprehension. Our encounters serve as a reminder that there is still so much we don't know about this universe and the forces that inhabit it. With warm regards, A Curious Observer. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, let me share with you an extraordinary series of events that took place during my time living in a slightly aged one-story house in Fort Worth, Texas. This is a story of encounters with the unexplained and the inexplicable that left me and my family bewildered and seeking answers. It all began when my mother heard an unsettling scratching at the inside of her closet door in the middle of the night. This peculiar noise, unlike any animal or inanimate object, left her deeply disturbed. Despite her brave attempt to uncover the source by opening the closet doors, the sound ceased, and she found no explanation for it. Shortly after this unnerving incident, I started to encounter a young boy in our hallway. His presence, though startling, did not evoke fear in me. My twin brother, who had also seen him, reassured me that the boy meant no harm. Subsequently, I began having vivid dreams about this boy, conveying a sense of danger and protection. The dreams were just the beginning. Soon after, I started glimpsing a shadowy figure around the house. Despite never seeing this person distinctly, their presence brought me a sense of security. Then, one fateful night, I had a dream that left me shaken to the core. I found myself face to face with a mysterious young man with captivating green eyes, whose enigmatic presence left me with more questions than answers. These encounters with the unexplained left me pondering the existence of spirits who could communicate with the living in such an earthly manner. The lingering question remains, what did these spirits want from me? Their strange attachment became even more evident when I left to live with my father, and they seemed to search for me throughout the house. I am curious to hear your thoughts and interpretations on these inexplicable events. Have you encountered similar experiences? Or do you believe in the ability of spirits to communicate with the living? I am eager to hear from anyone who can shed light on these perplexing encounters and offer their insights. Sincerely, Mia. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I am writing to share an intriguing story that took place on a warm summer day in 2005. It involves two young girls, 
Desiree Rampling and her friend Skye, who found themselves in the midst of a perplexing mystery. The events that unfolded that day left them both puzzled and unnerved, and to this day, they remain unsure of what truly happened. It all began when Desiree and Skye set out on a mission to locate Skye's brother, Colton, and their mutual friend, Dylan. Little did they know that their search would lead them down a path of uncertainty and confusion. As they pondered where the boys could be, an inexplicable urge compelled them to explore Skye's parents' room. Curiosity got the better of them, and with hearts pounding, Desiree and Skye cautiously approached the closed door. However, as they reached out to turn the knob, the door unexpectedly slammed shut, leaving the girls startled and trapped inside. Fear washed over them as they desperately tried to open the door, only to find it stubbornly refusing to yield. With a surge of determination, they managed to pry the door open just enough to squeeze through. As they entered the room, their eyes scanned the surroundings for any sign of the boys. To their astonishment, the room was eerily empty. There was no trace of Colton or Dylan anywhere within. Perplexed and increasingly unnerved, Desiree and Skye scoured every nook and cranny of the room, hoping to uncover some clue as to where the boys had vanished. However, their efforts proved futile. The window, seemingly locked from the inside, offered no escape route for the boys. It appeared as though they had simply vanished into thin air. Filled with a sense of dread, the girls hurried downstairs in search of Colton and Dylan. When they finally located them, they wasted no time in recounting their harrowing experience. Expecting answers or at least some explanation, Desiree and Skye were met with confusion from the boys. Colton and Dylan claimed to have no knowledge of what the girls were referring to. Undeterred by their skepticism, Desiree and Skye insisted that the boys accompany them back to the room to investigate further. Reluctantly, Colton and Dylan followed, exchanging amused glances as they indulged the girls' persistent curiosity. Upon reaching the room once more, it was immediately apparent that there was no one present. The boys ridiculed Desiree and Skye, mocking their unfounded fears and attributing their experience to overactive imaginations. The girls felt disheartened and doubted themselves as doubt crept into their minds. Just as they were about to accept defeat, relieved by the absence of any evidence in front of them, a sound caught their attention. The front door swung open, revealing Skye's parents returning home earlier than expected. Seizing the opportunity, Desiree and Skye raced towards them, desperate to convince them of what they had experienced. The adults listened patiently as the girls poured out their story in a rush of words, desperation evident in their voices. Skye's parents exchanged concerned glances but remained skeptical. However, upon seeing the distress etched on their daughter's faces, they reluctantly agreed to investigate. Together they ventured into the room that had become an enigma, a space that held secrets yet to be revealed. They searched meticulously, scouring every corner for any sign of life or anything that might explain the inexplicable events. To their bewilderment, the room offered no answers. It remained devoid of any presence, human or otherwise. The adults exchanged perplexed glances but chose not to dismiss the girls' claims outright. Instead, they offered comfort and reassurance. In the years that followed, 
Desiree and Skye often revisited that warm summer day in 2005, the day when reality seemed to shift and an inexplicable force disrupted their lives. They never discovered what truly transpired within that room or how Colton and Dylan mysteriously vanished. The memory serves as a reminder that sometimes life presents us with mysteries beyond our comprehension, events that defy explanation and leave us questioning our own perceptions. The room remains an enigma, a haunting reminder of an incident forever etched in their memories. As we delve into stories like these on Mysteries After Dark podcast, we find ourselves captivated by the inexplicable and drawn to tales shrouded in uncertainty. This story serves as a testament to the enduring power of mystery, the way it lingers in our thoughts long after its initial occurrence. It is my hope that sharing this perplexing tale will pique your interest and perhaps spark a discussion among your listeners. Let us embrace the unknown and explore the depths of human experience as we seek answers in the realm of mysteries. Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, I am writing to share a chilling and inexplicable story that has haunted my family for years. It begins with a series of strange events that unfolded when my father's older brother, Gary, came to live with us after his divorce. Little did we know that this would be the start of a chain of unsettling experiences that still send shivers down our spines. At the time, I was just seven years old and my brother was only three. My parents decided to convert our unfinished basement into a bedroom for Gary, who was planning to stay with us for a while. On his very first night, he intended to sleep with my younger brother since he had a full-sized bed in his room. However, my brother was adamant about not having anyone sleep with him and threw such a fuss that Gary ended up sleeping on the sofa bed in our living room for the rest of his stay. Tragically, not long after moving in, Gary passed away in his sleep from a massive heart attack while on a business trip in another state. The news of his sudden demise shocked us all, but what followed was even more unnerving. Throughout the entire time Gary lived with us, my mother had recurring dreams about my father's death. In her dreams, she vividly saw my father lying in a casket with my uncle and his ex-wife standing in front of it. Strangely enough, my mother hadn't seen my aunt in a while. And in her dream, my aunt had long hair, whereas the last time she saw her, it was short. The eerie coincidences continued at Gary's funeral. As my mother stood there, she suddenly realized that what she had been dreaming about was unfolding before her eyes. My uncle's body had been discovered only after he had been dead for some time, causing it to swell. He now resembled my heavyset father lying in the casket, and there stood my dad and Gary's ex-wife, who now had long hair, just as my mother had seen in her dreams. After the funeral, when my parents returned home to pick up my siblings and me, as we hadn't attended, an inexplicable scent filled the entire house. The unmistakable smell of carnations lingered for hours before eventually dissipating. It was around the time the scent faded away that we began preparing for bed. However, as soon as my brother had been lying in bed for less than half an hour, he started yelling angrily. Alarmed, 
We all rushed to his room to find him pointing furiously next to him, demanding that Gary be removed from his bed. My mother tried to assure my brother that Gary wasn't there, but he persisted, growing more convinced by the second. Yes, he is. And I want him out of my bed now, he cried passionately. This strange back and forth went on for a couple of minutes until suddenly, my brother laid back down, seemingly satisfied that Gary was no longer present. A few days later, my mother found herself riding to work with our next-door neighbor and recounting the bizarre incident. As she shared the story, an uncanny fragrance filled the car, the same scent of carnations we had experienced in our home. To her surprise, the neighbor also detected the strong aroma, confirming that it wasn't just a figment of my mother's imagination. My mother eventually confided in me about her dreams when I turned nine years old. She also revealed other peculiar occurrences she had noticed before Gary's untimely demise. I must admit that I was deeply unsettled by the night my brother threw a tantrum, demanding that we remove our just-buried uncle from his bed. Although my brother doesn't recall the incident, the rest of our family will never forget it. To this day, we remain haunted by these inexplicable events surrounding Gary's presence in our lives and his subsequent passing. The dreams, the uncanny resemblances at the funeral, the lingering scent of carnations, and my brother's perplexing outburst continue to baffle us. We are left wondering if there is a deeper meaning behind these occurrences, or if they are mere coincidences. I share this story with you in the hopes that it may intrigue and captivate your listeners. Perhaps someone out there can shed light on this enigmatic series of events or relate to similar experiences. The unexplained mysteries of life often leave us questioning our beliefs and searching for answers. Thank you for considering sharing our family's unsettling tale on your podcast. I believe it has all the elements to captivate your audience and keep them on the edge of their seats. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I wanted to share a chilling experience that my sister recently had while staying at our home. It was an ordinary afternoon, and she had decided to take a nap to refresh herself. Little did she know that this nap would turn into a haunting encounter with the supernatural. As she was dozing off, she suddenly felt a presence in the room. Startled, she opened her eyes and saw a little girl standing before her. The girl appeared to be about six or seven years old, dressed in clothing that seemed to belong to a different era. The style resembled that of the 1920s or 1930s, which added an eerie element to the encounter. The girl spoke with a clarity that sent shivers down my sister's spine. Have you seen my mama? she asked. My sister, taken aback by the unexpected question, simply replied, no. But before she could gather her thoughts, the girl vanished into thin air, leaving my sister bewildered and unsettled. This was not the first time my sister had experienced encounters with spirits. In fact, she had been visited by numerous entities in the past, including our great-grandfather shortly after his funeral. However, this particular encounter left her feeling especially unnerved due to the presence of a child spirit. 
What made this experience even more intriguing were two other occurrences within our home, both on the third floor. First, my youngest daughter, who is only 15 months old, displayed an inexplicable fear whenever I carried her up to the third floor. She would cling to me, desperately trying to escape from a particular bedroom on that floor. Secondly, while I was working on the second floor, I distinctly heard footsteps and what seemed like a rolling sound coming from the ceiling above me. Strangely enough, I had removed all the floorboards in that section of the attic two years prior, making it impossible for anyone or anything to be present there. Adding to the mystery, I myself have witnessed what I believe to be another one of my preschool-aged daughters walking in the hallways of the second floor during the evening hours. The encounters were so vivid and real that I would call out her name and rush to bring her back to bed. However, upon reaching the room I believed she had entered, she would be nowhere to be found. To my surprise and confusion, I would then discover her sound asleep in her own room on the opposite side of the house. Intrigued by these phenomena, I have conducted extensive research in an attempt to uncover any information regarding young girls who may have passed away within our home's 95-year history. Thus far, my efforts have proved fruitless. However, this only fuels my determination to get to the bottom of these inexplicable occurrences. Each experience I have shared with you today is a small fragment of the larger tapestry of strange events that have unfolded throughout my life, starting from my childhood. These encounters with the supernatural have left me with more questions than answers, and I am eager to explore the depths of these mysteries. Thank you for allowing me to share just one of the many stories and experiences that have shaped my perception of reality. I believe that by shedding light on these unexplained phenomena, we can better understand the supernatural world that exists alongside our own. Well, my dear friends, we've reached the end of yet another winding path. As the evening knits the night, drawing its comforting darkness around us, we must part ways, for now. You've traveled with me through unsettling alleyways of thought, and I hope our journey together has both enthralled and enchanted you. Like a spider's web capturing the moonlight in its delicate dew-drenched threads, until we meet again beneath the gossamer glow of the next moon, I urge you to keep your hearts open, your minds sharp, and your spirits daring. Remember, no star is ever out of reach, and no mystery is ever too daunting to seek. This is your humble grandpa, turning the last page of our ebon-bound book for now. May your dreams be wistful, my friends. Farewell from Mysteries After Dark, a horror podcast, and tread softly into the night. <laughs>